Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get this week going. And it's episode number 66, which means it's season two, episode number 26. Okay, let's see, 66, I get my kicks on Route 66. We used to watch that TV show, uh, Route 66. Uh, wasn't one of my favorite shows, which obviously I barely remember it, but it was on Pam and I's bucket list for doing route, old Route 66 across the country. So maybe one day, I think it's fell down the ladder, uh, a few notches in our bucket list, but one day it might happen. Last week, we did not, do a movie review this week luckily yesterday or the day the 16th on turner classics they had raquel welch day which was very very exciting okay after claudia cardinelli raquel welch was my absolute favorite and i met her at anderson's bookstore in naperville at a book signing got my picture taken with her and she was 72 years old at the time. Very nice, very polite, still very good looking. Um, you can barely tell if she's had any work done because um, I was literally right next to her. And I had, I think I had mentioned this earlier, I had a poster of her on my wall as an ad for the movie uh, Myra Breckenridge. And she had this great shirt slash dress uh, as an American flag. Graham and Millie, God love her, made it upstairs in the attic where we had our bedrooms and tried to hang a hanger over it because she thought it was bad and it ripped it right in the middle. And I think I'd mentioned this, I was going to buy it on eBay and they wanted th 30 bucks for it. And I'm like, now, Claudia Cardinelli, I might pay 30 bucks for a poster, but for Raquel, maybe $29, but not 30 I remember going to the show to watch this movie with Raquel. Uh, it was called The Wild Party. It's about a true story about Fatty Arbuckle, the comedian from the silent movie era who wanted to make a comeback. His career was fading, and uh, he wanted to throw this big party with movie executives. And his girlfriend, at living girlfriend at the time, was someone called Queenie, played by Raquel Welch. And uh, the lead actor is James Coco, who was a very good actor. In the movie, they have a fight at the beginning to make up. James Coco says he's going to make her breakfast. One of the things he asks her is if she wants coffee. So here's the real, again, the wild party. And it ended Fatty Arbuckle's career because he ended up shooting um, Queenie, another person, at this party, apparently, according to the movie. And I think actually in real life. But it ruined his career, ruined his life. So uh, a lot of sex in there. I don't remember that that much sex there, maybe, in tune to watching Raquel Welch and probably I'm watching the actual movie when I went to the show. So uh, here's a clip. Again, it's Raquel Welch as Queenie. This table all right for you, madame? Thank you. There's coffee. Oh, madame. 
fine. I'll wait out. Oh, yes, Back to latte art. I'm going to put a new video out on Sunday on Instagram. Um, we're going to try it again. This time I'm going to use espresso as the base, which apparently that's what they use for the latte art. We'll give it another try and see how it goes. Again, I'm taking it very seriously. I bought some more equipment. See how it goes. But I love the Instagram videos with the latte art. Another thing, on Instagram the other day I put a video out of uh, with my cup of coffee with the sun coming up and I used the song called Sunrise by Eric Carmen. And um, I mentioned earlier that my mom actually liked that song. And uh, if you listen to words, it's such a very, very upbeat, positive song. And in the movie, I'm in the movie, in the Instagram movie clip, I can only play a little part of it. So what I'm going to do today on this one we're going to play a little longer version, like the very beginning of the song. If you're feeling bad, if you're feeling down, and you need a pick-me-up for as far as music goes, this is the song you want to hear, especially in the morning, because it's called Sunrise. So start your day off, and Eric Carmen was always one of my favorite with the raspberries and then um, solo career. And I wrote to uh, Ronald Nesty, Displains Theater in the Arcata in uh or is he at St. Charles or Geneva um, to see if he can get Eric Carmen? Uh, I don't. I don't think he's touring anymore. I listened to a podcast he was on uh, back in January, but I wish he would tour. And he had all the songs from uh, Hungry Eyes, from um, Dirty Dancing. But yeah, again, getting back to Sunrise, I have the forty-five, and I think I'm going to put it on Instagram this Sunday. Replay it again by itself with the 45 because it didn't do good on the charts. I think it only got as high as 35, but for me, it's uh, in the top 10 of my all-time favorite songs. It's such a good song. So a little more of it than uh, what was on Instagram. Let's get, I think it was 2005 when Rachel and I went to uh, Italy. She wanted to go to uh, a week in Italy before she did her thing in Spain for uh, school. So she wanted to do a week in Italy and then uh, go to France. I think that a Cannes, Cannes, Cannes Film Festival in France. So Pam couldn't take off, you know, Pam being Italian, she couldn't take off, so she couldn't go. And I never had any intention of going to Italy. Or as my mother-in-law would say, Italy. You know, I didn't want to go, but I didn't want to let Rachel go alone. So I went with her and we stayed at hostels. And it was it was great. I, I think I'd mentioned earlier about with uh, Tony, uh, the guy that ran the hostel and the transvestites and everything. We stayed at a hostel where you had on the elevator, it was one of them old elevators where you had to close the gate, you know, when you got off so it could go back down. And I didn't. Italian people living in the rat, living in that building came out and they were yelling at me, calling me a stugat. 
And uh, Rachel was embarrassed, of course. You know, I learned my lesson to close the gate, like in the movies. I think they have one of them elevators on the Titanic, where uh, Jack and Rose go down, up and down on those elevators. Uh, but they were like that with the gate, with the metal gate. It was interesting. Uh, and then we went to the um, restaurant where they thought we were um, counterfeiters. And I gave them a $50 euro. They told me no. They knew I was a foreigner because I had my Nebraska hat on. I had to scrape up, I think it was like $35 in um, small bills to pay them because they wouldn't take that $50 euro that the bank gave me in the United States. So we got through that. The food was good, though. That was a good thing. When I took her to the Termini, and that's where they had the McDonald's across the street because I needed American coffee, and there was a McDonald's right across the street from the Termini in Rome. On that train, it was like 92 cars, and I didn't know which one to put her on. So I put her on one, and it ended up being the wrong train. So somebody helped her, and she ended up getting the right one that cut off because the train split somewhere. And uh, I was always afraid that she would end up in the mountains with gypsies kidnapping her or something because that's what you always read so she ended up getting to france to can and then i stayed and went to london beatles tour which i took to uh, liverpool getting back to italy we went to florence went to the domo 450 steps we get to the top and i tell her give me the camera we'll take some pictures and neither one of us brought the camera so we had no pictures from the top of the domo which was terrible. It was just terrible. And then we also took the bullet train by accident, you know, which uh, should have got thrown off the train, you know, <laughs> got us there faster. God love them. Um, so we got there and uh, it, then we stopped in some town and Rachel was getting mad. Cause I think it was called Cortini and I was saying Cortina and Rachel was getting mad. She's like, it's Cortini, it's Cortini. And I'm trying to ask for directions. You know, we're at some like bus stop bus station in uh, this little town in uh, Italy. We get through all of that, you know, and then we split up. I end up at the Beatles uh, in Liverpool. I did Liverpool first and with David Bedford and his driver. And it was great. It was four hours. They took us everywhere. I think I'd mentioned this earlier, but we'd still be on the tour if the driver didn't get a call from his wife. They had to pick up the kids from school. Because we were on there for four hours. Guy put a DVD player on the dashboard, showing me clips of all the Beatle places if I where I wanted to go. That day happened to be the um, the anniversary of the 15th year of the Beatle Museum in Liverpool. So David Bedford asked me if I wanted to go with him over there. I, yeah, okay. So, you know, I, I took pictures and everything. And um, that's when we met Jerry Marsden from Jerry and the Pacemakers. And I don't know, for some reason, he thought I worked for the Chicago Sun-Times. I don't know where he got that idea. Maybe I made a mistake of saying I read the Sun-Times about him, but he thought I was a reporter. So he's like, I got many good stories, mate. Why don't we go to the pub after I do, you know, after I sign these things? And um, I couldn't go because it was a three-hour train ride back to London. Then in London... But getting back to Jerry Myers, he just passed away a year or two ago. Just a great guy. He was so nice. You know, we'll, we'll play a song after he had um, Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying and Fairy Cross the Mercy. Two really good songs. So fairy cross the mercy Cause this land's the place I love You know, I had to leave. When I got back to London, I was staying at a hotel, the Kensington in Notting Hill, because I wanted to go to Notting Hill and go to that market from the movie Notting Hill 
with um, Hugh Grant and um, Julia Roberts. And in that market on that street, it's a great scene where Hugh Grant's walking and the seasons are changing and they're playing Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. And it's such a great scene and, and a great song, too. I wanted to go there, and I did. I didn't have a bucket list at that time, but it was something I always wanted to see. Put it on a bucket list and cross it off because it was so much fun. I stayed at, a, at this hotel, and across the street was the Muffin Man Cafe or Restaurant. It was, you know, I had to get tea and all of that. And uh, I got there early with the cleaning people, and uh, they were outside, you know, washing the windows in the streets and everything. And, um, you know, they helped me get my tea and everything. And uh, I took some pictures standing out in front of the Muffin Man uh, restaurant, uh, cafe or whatever it was, breakfast place. So it was good. It was a very good experience. And I went on the Beatle tour. I can't remember that guy's name, but it was like 150 bucks and it was worth every penny of it. We went to every place that I wanted to go to. And then um, where they did the rooftop, where they just, you know, the Beatles did the, they're doing that thing on Apple TV with Get Back. So it was, um, we went to that building uh, at the end and it was great. Again, just a great experience if you're a Beatles fan, which I am. If you're a big Beatles fan, which I am. Went to all these places and it was just a once in a lifetime deal to go out there. Went to Strawberry Fields. Went to Penny Lane, um, did all the places in, in Penny Lane's song. It was it was great. The David Bedford for the Liverpool tour, absolutely great. I bought two books from him that he wrote about that. And then we went Rory Best, who was Pete Best, the original drummer of the Beatles. His brother Rory took us to where the Beatles literally first started. Their mother, um, he claimed, said Mona was their uh, Beatles' first, let's call it agent, manager, and they used to have concerts in their basement. And I went in their basement. He wouldn't let me take pictures because they ended up in a book. He said for copyright and everything, sign to tap their names and everything. So uh, wouldn't let me do it. But it was interesting. They had some great stories. Rory Best, he had some great stories uh, about when the Beatles first started, when they would hang around at their house. You know, Pete Best, as the story goes, wouldn't get his hair cut. And uh they ended up kicking him out and things happened for a reason. And that's when Ringo came along. So, and Ringo was in Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. So you had two Rory's, Rory Best and Rory Storm. Just a great time, great experience. Things happened for a reason. Pam couldn't take off, couldn't go to Italy. So I went and I let Rachel use her Rick Steves book, which was right on everything he had in the book, every little thing what train stations were bad, what bus routes to take, what bus routes not to take. Everything in that book was correct. Well, then when Pam and I went back to Italy, you know, some of the spots looked a little familiar, but uh, it was good. So that's it. Check us out on Instagram because I, I'm putting videos out there with good songs. I'm using all my good songs to put videos out on there. Put one out there with Daisy, who's sick now. Some issues, some bad issues. So uh, I put a video out there with her. Babu. I'll be back walking Babu next week. So I'll put some more videos up, but I'm using the videos to put my good songs that I really like that fit well with the dogs. Okay. That's it for now. And you know what else I forgot? The 16th was the anniversary of Elvis dying. I went to his, down to his funeral. I think I had mentioned that in a previous story with uh, a friend of mine. And when I was living in Blue Island, we went down there when they were, he said, they're still showing 
the uh, body. They were letting people in, but then people started chipping the marble off Graceland, ripping up Grace's memorabilia. So by the time we got down there, they wouldn't let us in. So we stayed on it for a couple of days. It was very good. And I didn't know this, but Babe Ruth died on August 16th. With, and Aretha Franklin died on August 16th. Okay, my good friend Don Schlosser died on August 16th. I liked Elvis. Not loved Elvis, but I liked Elvis. The first Elvis record I bought was U.S. Mail. I think it was 67. And then my old man gave us um, Elvis Gold Record with like his greatest hits on it. Liked Elvis, always liked his music. In the ghetto, cold and gray, Chicago born. Another little baby child is born. Then if I can dream, I can go on. But liked Elvis, miss Elvis, uh, miss everyone I named. Miss Babe Ruth, Aretha Franklin, and I miss my good buddy, Don. That's it. Take care. Instagram, which is at Mary B's fifth son, M-A-R-Y-B-S number five, T-H-S-O-N. Okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is marybs5son at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, Production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Did you, so when you were talking about the Elvis thing, were you actually there right after he passed away? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was the part that I, I couldn't hear. Yeah, so okay. he, he passed away. How old were you? Well, 77, 20. Whoa, so you I were really young. Yeah, and you know what? I was—I think I had mentioned this in a previous one, but maybe I'll go more in depth on what uh, I was painting the landlord's garage in Blue Island because I had nothing to do. You know, I was bagging it, Jewel, and uh, he asked me, you know, if I'd paint the garage. So I'm painting it, and then my buddy Jerry Bonkowski, who I went to school with, um, who now writes for NASCAR, um, said they were still showing the body, and if I wanted to go with them, he was driving down to Memphis. I'm like, yeah, so. One pair of pants. I don't even remember if I had brought an extra pair of underwear, but whatever. So um, extra shirt. We drove down there and uh, it was it was interesting. It was really interesting. I still had the papers, the newspapers, because someone drove through the crowd. Okay. Yeah. And killed a girl. And um, that was bad. It was it was bad. We chased them. Their car died out. And we chased him, and it's a good thing the police got to him before we had got to him, because it was ugly. It was really ugly, and uh, and mm, three people from Graceland came out: an older man, a woman, and her daughter. And they were asking me and Jerry what was going on. And you know what was? Elvis's dad, Vernon, Priscilla, and the daughter. Oh, Lisa Marie. 
Lisa Marie, they were out there and they were asking us because we were standing along the fence and they had come down there and asked. And Jerry wrote about it uh, a couple of years ago on one of his uh, things after right after Michael Jackson died. He wrote a big article about our trip down uh, down to Memphis. Ah, that was very, very, very interesting. And um, I remember when they announced Elvis died, I think it was like 3.30 in the afternoon. I mean, Red were sitting there watching, I think we were watching Three Stooges or something. And they cut in to say that Elvis had died. Ah, it was a sad day. And I didn't know Babe Ruth. I just read that the other day. I didn't know Babe Ruth had died on the 16th. Rita Franklin. Yeah. Those are three of the biggest things in, in entertainment. You know, baseball, sports is entertaining. So, yeah, it was um, that's an interesting day. And then our buddy Don, he died at 3.45 in the morning. We'd play cards with him till midnight. And he was coughing up blood. And um, we went home. And he only lives a couple blocks away from us. And then we got a call from uh, their daughter, Nikki, who said that uh, their dad was having issues. And by the time we got there, he was, he was dead. He had died in Bonnie's arms, his wife. Yeah. And he's the one I wrote, talked about when we met Rob Grill in, uh, from the grassroots. That was when he was sick. We've seen Rob Grill on June 24th and Don passed away two months later. Oh so, yeah. August 16th, the day of infamy. So